Welcome to the Chamber of Voice of Business podcast presented by AT&T. I am Steve Cox with the Rogers Lowell Area Chamber of Commerce, and today we are kicking off the Vision 100 series for the Chamber of Voice of Business podcast. Vision 100 is the new community development plan that has been put out by the Chamber. Many, many months of work went into making this plan. So today we're going to sit down with Raymond Burns to talk about the Vision 100 process, what we went through, how we came up to where end up where we did uh, with this plan, and then we're setting this up for the next series of interviews that we're going to do with each individual speaker from the Leaders Conference that took place earlier this year to get a little bit more in-depth and in-depth discussion on the different aspects of the Vision 100 plan. So thank you for joining us on the kickoff episode of the Vision 100 series on the Chamber Voice of Business podcast presented by AT&T. Well, Raymond, thank you very much for joining us on today's uh, Chamber of Voice of Business podcast. And, you know, Vision 100 is what we have called our community development plan, and it is really focusing on what will our community look like when we are 100,000 people. So could you t- talk us a little bit, take us through the steps of uh, kind of what the process was of how, how we came to this point and where, where, what happened when we, we released it, and uh, what's the next steps? Sure can, Steve, and it's always good to be here. Uh, This is the 10th time that we've actually done a vision plan for our community. Uh, We started back in 1989, and we um, uh, didn't really know what we were doing, but uh, we knew that we needed to do something. And through all of the growth and through all of the bond issues and all of the great things that's happened, uh, our community has been able to come together once again and really help define uh, what our future needs to be. Vision 100 is a little different this time in that we're looking at what we want to be when we reach 100,000 people. Always before it was Vision 2020, Vision 25, Vision 2030, uh, all of those uh, based on years rather than population. We decided maybe that uh, given the growth rate we have that uh, it might be good to rather than look at a year just look at a population base and, and see where that took us. And I think we, um, yeah, I think we ended up with a really good plan and I think it will uh, take us down the road at least for a few more years. And then we'll have to, of course, have to look at it again. Now, looking at this process as opposed to processes in the years past, you know, you said this is the 10th time that we've done this. Was this process kind of just the, the same old or did we take maybe some extra steps or some different, different approaches to, to end up in the, in the place where we did? I think we looked at it a lot differently this time. Uh, Before, we would uh, uh, create about 20 or 25 different committees, uh, sectors, parts of the community, transportation, education, recreation, uh, and look for subject matter experts and uh, ask them to go vision what uh, the community should look like in the year 2020 or 2030, what were the short-term, long-term goals to get there. Uh, This time we went about a little bit different. We uh, surveyed the community, and we had a really good response there. And then we went out into the community and just had uh, open table meetings, uh, focus group meetings. We had 11 of those, Mm -hmm. and they were done primarily in the evening. They were done in uh, home turf locations, yeah, Yeah, like churches and uh, the adult wellness center and schools. So safe places for everyone. It wasn't like they were coming to City Hall. Mm -hmm. I had to figure out what door to go into. They went to their church or their school or someplace they were familiar with, and we just listened. Uh, We had... uh, 
some different questions for them to answer, but it all boiled down to uh, what do you want your community to look like? Mm -hmm. And the feedback we received there, I think, was really good, and that was formed uh, then into uh, the Vision 100 plan, and it followed a mission uh, and vision statement that uh, the steering committee that we had came up with, and I feel like we, we came up with a really good plan this time. Yeah, and, and we rolled it out at the Leaders Conference a few weeks ago and, you know, kind of had every aspect or every every main pillar, I guess, was addressed by a different different speaker. And we, that's the point of this podcast series is we'll be bringing on those speakers. They were given about maybe 10, 15 minutes to kind of rush through several months worth of work. So uh, get a chance to kind of spread that out a little bit. Uh, you know, if you have it with you, what are the uh, what are those main pillars that, that we can look forward to hearing more about in future episodes? Well, there are several. Uh, I think we started by, by saying that uh, the vision for Rogers and Lowell uh, was was to be a vibrant, diverse, and cohesive community in the heart of Northwest Arkansas with a willing spirit and a healthy focus and a progressive attitude, possessing, possessing the core values of faith, family, community, education, and economic prosperity. Um, you know, uh, motherhood and apple pie stuff, <laughs> uh, all things that we believe and all things that we know that our community needs to be, but something that we also take very seriously. Uh, and then, if you will, we we kind of divided uh, we kind of divided that into some statements, mm-hmm. and each of these statements actually became a chapter in the vision plan. Uh, for instance, the first one is that Rogers and Lowell is known for a beautiful, safe, and inviting atmosphere. Uh, beautification is probably one of the most important things that we deal with on a daily basis. Uh, people really want to see a beautified Rogers and Lowell. They want to see a beautified Northwest Arkansas and sometimes don't realize that while the city and others can deal with public property, it's a little difficult to deal with private property. Mm-hmm. So a lot of work to do there. Uh, we talk about economic growth. We talk about prioritizing education, uh, having a healthy community and world-class health care and then we talk about uh, valuing and respecting our community members, making sure everyone's treated with dignity, which was really a big part of this study. Uh, diversity, equity, inclusion uh, came up many different times in many different ways. Yeah, and I think the outcome of that uh, demonstrated to all of us that we really live in a community that's caring. We really live in a community that respects uh, our neighbors, and uh, we, we live in a very welcoming uh, and warm community. Uh, so we're known as a community that embraces togetherness, and we also uh, are in a community that really has a sense of community involvement and, uh, and service. And then finally, uh, just we live in a supportive and a very supportive uh, quality of life that captures imagination, talent, opportunity, and authenticity. Uh, that was a word that was used a lot, authenticity. Yeah, that, that did camp come up a lot, and, and not just an internal discussion that the steering committee or things like that, but that came up a lot in the focus groups that we did. I, could you touch a little bit about why you think that came up so much? You know, I, I think that uh, authenticity or being authentic is something that means a lot to everyone. And while we're looking to the future, uh, we also have to respect the past and, and learn from uh, where we have uh, where we have come from. And 
while some communities uh, in northwest Arkansas and other places have some, sometimes grow up to be things that uh, they really were never intended to be, uh, you can go back to some communities after being gone for five or ten years and you walk back into the community and think, wow, what happened here? I don't remember any of this. And you really don't see anything familiar. You really don't see anything that's authentic. You see a lot of new stuff. You mm -hmm. see a lot of exciting stuff. But sometimes it's good to just be able to be tied to your roots, to your heritage, uh, just enough to know that the direction that you've come has in the, in the journey that you've been on has been worthwhile and meaningful. And uh, it's full of family values, of welcoming, of togetherness, uh, and a lot of new, neat things that we never dreamed we would have. But at the same time, uh, those core values, uh, the core values that many of the uh, uh, people who were raised here grew up with, mm -hmm. uh, small-town America core values, but yet we look like a larger city. Uh, I think that's what we mean by authenticity. And I, I would definitely agree, and I think that you see that, you know, just in the, in the, the people that live and work and play here in Rogers and Lowell. Um, you know, Lowell had a, had a big portion of this as well, um, and we will be talking to the mayor uh, to get, get his perspective on the Vision 100. But, you know, that was kind of a unique challenge of with Lowell being a, a smaller community compared to Rogers, but getting both on the same page and Lowell having its own set of unique challenges. You know, what, what are some of the things that we did to, to address the, the uniqueness that is Lowell and make sure that they weren't an afterthought in this process? Well, we involved uh, Lowell from the very beginning, and uh, of the surveys that were taken, a third of them came from Lowell zip codes. Mm -hmm. uh, of the surveys that went out, we also had a good mix of different age groups, and we had a good mix of different professions. And so we feel like that everyone was, was really well represented in the process. Uh, a, lot of the, a lot of the core values that came back a lot of the important stuff uh, that we really looked at from a standpoint of what, what lives in the heart of a community, um, it was all the same. It didn't matter if it was a Lowell zip code or a West Rogers zip code or an East Rogers zip code. I think everybody really, really sees their community in the same light. Uh, one that follows uh, quality, growth, opportunity for everyone. And, uh, you know, I, I think that Lowell had the opportunity to be involved in several of our focus groups, and they participated. Mm -hmm. They had the opportunity to uh, be involved in uh, the survey, as we said. They participated. And we had, uh, we had the city folks at the table all the way uh, in both Rogers and in Lowell. And the input that we received from them was very valid but they also listened. And I, and I think that's probably the key to the success of, of any strategic plan, but especially this one, mm -hmm. is the city fathers in Rogers and the city fathers in Lowell listened to what the people had to say and the recommendations that are in this plan are really based on the people speaking, not government speaking. Mm -hmm. And that's what has made the vision plans of, of the past so so relevant and so important is it's the people asking the city to do something. It's not the city telling the residents we're going to do something right. for you or in some cases to you. Uh, it's just a really good partnership. And, and Lowell was at the table the whole way. Uh, you know, Mayor Moore is a little bit new to politics. 
but he's not new to leadership, mm-hmm. and uh, he certainly uh, he certainly had a great presentation at uh, at our leaders conference, and I know that they'll take this information and they'll use it to help build a really strong. Uh, community development plan uh, for all the citizens of Lowell. Yeah, you, you kind of touched on my next question there by talking about how it's, it's the people telling the city, you know, I could hear maybe some, some detractors or something maybe saying, well, why is the chamber getting involved in this? Why can't the city just do it? You know, so could you maybe answer that question as to why it's important that this was a, a chamber-led initiative? Well, it's a chamber-led initiative because it's a community-led initiative. And, you know, the business community uh, has had a seat at the table uh, for many, many years uh, before we were incorporated. In fact, there, there were businesses. Before we were incorporated as a city, we were, we, we were a business community mm-hmm. based on agriculture at the time. And we have a real stake in, uh, in, in what happens within the community. We have world-class companies who need world-class people. Uh, world-class people will only live in world-class communities. So if we don't take uh, if we don't take the initiative to get out and really work hard to make sure that we have a world-class community, then I don't think business is going to thrive. And if business doesn't thrive, uh, business is the source of all revenue of all money. Uh, the local governments don't print the money. Right. Uh, we we do something as businesses that create wealth or create value, and we exchange money and currency for that, and that's the basis of the free enterprise system. And the free enterprise system has worked well. So uh, in a way, you can say the, the community speaks to government and ask them uh, to do things that will make things better for our quality of life here. Uh, the alternative is we wait for government to tell us what they think we need. Uh, and it works so much better. Uh, I can think of about six different elections, bond elections we've been through here. And in each case, it was the chamber-led initiative uh, that led the community of Rogers to the city council chambers and said, please pass this bond issue because we need better roads or a museum or a library or a new fire station or a new police station or more mm-hmm. police officers. The list goes on and on and on and uh, you know, parks. And so each time the city's been very receptive and every time they listened, uh, we've passed the bond issue. We've never had a bond issue turned down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do remember one time where they thought they knew best and put an issue, uh, it was a parks issue, on the ballot, and it failed. Um, I don't want to say I told you so, but we told them it was going to fail, and they learned their lesson from that, and that was a long, long time ago, and it just proved that our process works. Mm -hmm. Uh, We don't have the magic bullet. Uh, We're not magically in charge. But we do, the business community does, uh, possess a great number of individual leaders that make up our communities. Uh, Not elected, uh, self-appointed, if you will, but people who step up and really care about the quality of life of the community they live in, they work in, they have to make a living in. And so, yeah, there's a vested interest there, but it's one that pays big, big dividends when we all work together. Absolutely. And I, I think that's kind of a, 
a, a major point that you just made talking about how, you know, the people tell the government this is what we'd like. You know, you talked about the free enterprise system and how that's worked. Well, that's representative democracy. <laughs> you know, the, the government works for the people, and I think Rogers and Lowell have done a good job of, of showing that, of listening to the residents' needs and responding and using the chamber as a resource to, to be the, the messenger in that in that case. Um, so if somebody wanted to get a copy of, they weren't able to make the leaders' conference, needed to get a copy of, uh, of the Vision 100 plan, where could they go to uh, to pick up a copy of that? They could go to the world's best website, no, Steve. It, it's going to be when we reload it. Absolutely. Funny you should <laughs> ask that. RogersLowell.com on the homepage. There is about a 35-page PDF there that you can download and print. and um, Or you can just pull it, pull it up on your computer and read it. It's not a hard read. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not overly complicated. It follows the points of our vision statement, and uh, it just simply, in a very commonsensical way, gives us an opportunity to look at areas where we need to spend some extra time, put some extra emphasis, and the things that we need to do basically to make our community the best place to live, work, and play. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Raymond, for coming out today. We appreciate you being on the Chamber Voice of Business podcast. And this is part of the Vision 100 series. Uh, this is the kickoff episode for that. So we will be speaking over the next few weeks uh, with all of the speakers and presenters from the Leaders Conference. And we'll touch on each aspect of the Vision 100 plan and why it matters not just to Rogers, not just to Lowell, but to all of North West Arkansas and to everybody that calls this place home and everybody that visits. So, Raymond, thanks again for joining us. My pleasure. All right. This has been the Chamber Voice of Business podcast presented by AT&T.